Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Well, guys. Oh, oh. Oh, you what? clicked away. You clicked yeah, away. I clicked away. I gotta look at my notes. So, <laughs> we are... You might notice, because we're talking over each other better than usual. Yeah. Or less. More. 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 It'll be more. Um, <laughs> because we're in the same room. We're in the same room. I can... I can hug her. I just hug her right now. I'm hugging her. Last time you punched me, so this is very good. Mm. Well, I realize how much I miss hugging you. Aww. So. It's been three years. I realized because I was it's looking been... up the photos. Yeah. And um, it, it's been three years since I've seen you in person. Yeah. And so Maureen came back to uh, her home state, Wisconsin. Wisconsin for, for a wedding and was gonna be visiting. It was for actually a bit. Allie's wedding. If you've ever listened to episode zero, she was the Allie the, was in the room. She was our silent companion, and we both knew her in college. Well, you knew her. Since, I knew her since age four. Yeah, and I got to meet her through Maureen and worked with her for a bit. Yeah, beautiful then, wedding. Oh, gorgeous wedding! It was so fun. You looked beautiful. The bride was beautiful. Oh. Allie, if you're listening, you were beautiful, and your family is fantastic. <laughs> So it was really fun. Dance so hard, I'm so sore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we get to record together and should we say our other surprise to give people a little preview? Yeah. What we're doing later this what week. What we're doing if you're listening to this on Wednesday, tomorrow. Um, so we are going to see the Acro Cats in person. We're gonna go see the Acro Cats. Because they are coming to Madison and I was planning on already leaving um before they were going to be near where we are but then uh lo and behold i just extended my stay and we're gonna see them we're gonna see the acro cats and yes my girlfriend's gonna be there maureen is your girlfriend gonna be there yes okay my girlfriend's coming to see acro cats i'm so excited i get to see the acro cats i get to meet maureen's girlfriend and we're in person fun news Maureen and her mom, Jean, are my heroes because, guys, <laughs> it was a bit of a, a a challenge to get here. We haven't read anything because, obviously, we've been very busy. Almost, have you read anything? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, never mind. Okay, you tell me what you read and then I'll tell my sad story. All right, so I finally um, read A Sea Dog's Tale, The True Story of a Small Dog on the Big Ocean by Peter Muhlenberg. And uh, it's about a little skipper key, like what my childhood dog Hera was, who lived on a boat and gets up to a bunch of wacky adventures. And I thought it was just such a delightful tale. Um, lots of, lots of, anti this dog uh, does what he wants, little Santos, which is very skipper key of him. And yeah, he gets into a lot of shenanigans in his life on the boat. And it, it was just good because, you know, he reminds me a lot of Hera. Yeah, I saw that. that was nice. That book was downstairs. I thought it was your mom's book. Well, I told my mom she needed to read it. Okay. So I think she started. Okay, good. Um, that was my plain read. Oh, all right. Because I, I saw the a fo I saw the photo on the top and I was like, who wrote a book about Hera? Because it looks right. just like her. <laughs> like her. Um, so I haven't had time to read. I have been reading. I read before the wedding because I wasn't part of the wedding party, but I was there all day with Maureen. So I just sat in like, um, like the sort of seating area underneath everything. Yeah. The folk, the place where we were at were really great. It was family run and the folks were awesome. So I wasn't like sad, but I, I read a bit. I didn't finish anything. Um, but 
I have a sad tale to share. So uh, I had some car trouble last month, as you guys might remember. Um, and I did everything this past month to make sure my car was all good, ship shape, ready to go. Four hours into my five-hour road trip to visit Maureen, the love of my life, my best friend, my soulmate, the car stops um, accelerating. <laughs> and it was very similar to what happened when my serpentine brake or my serpentine belt broke. So I was like, okay, all right, no panic, get off highway. So I got off the highway, got to a gas station, couldn't figure out what was up. Thankfully, there was a mechanic like less than a mile away, less than half a mile away. Got over there. I'd already told Maureen that what was up. Um, got there. The mechanic was able to look at it within the hour. And, um, he was able to tell me within the hour that my, uh, transmission was dead and the transmission to replace it was three months back ordered and secondhand ones may or may not work. So my car died like pretty much no hope. Yep. And, and I couldn't, I wasn't even like, I did cry when he told me. Oh yeah. But like when I called to tell my dad what was up, we just started laughing because we had just done this a month ago. And this car has like, this car is cursed. It's very cursed. I've already put so much like effort and time and money into it that I'm just like annoyed, but it worked out. Maureen already knew. So her mom and her, the, the queens of my life, so grateful, <laughs> drove an hour to come and get me from, should I say? The forest, Wisconsin. The forest. Which... Brenna was lost in the forest. My dad was, like, so frustrated. He's like, give me a mile marker of where you are. I'm like, Dad, it's literally called the forest. He's like, oh, I thought you said you were, like, in the forest. <laughs> he really... But... I thought you were in the woods with a dead car. Yeah. But I was in a safe place. The folks at the mechanic were great. They're letting me keep my car there for the week. And my dad's going to come get me and pick up the car as well. Because... He's also great. And rest in pieces. Yeah, we're we're hopeful, but not that hopeful. And thankfully, I can continue to work from home. But it just sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it does suck. But I made it. You made it. I made You're it. You're here. Yeah. And it counts. It, it really was a journey. So yeah. let's talk about a different journey. Because I remember Heart. And I'm Tangletone. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? yet i realized you'll have to i know i don't know how to say warrior cats i know there's like the cool polish cover art oh my goodness yeah polish... I, I want the polish books for that cover i art. should get the pol i should at least get the first polish book because i no spoilers yeah and two help me practice reading polish yeah anyway um last time we okay so we found the moon pool it's yes. not a moonstone it is a moon pool it's a moon pool and i like that i yeah. like it's it's a source of water and we got to talk to our did you guys like the return of the cool uh uh <laughs> effects of star clan i haven't really been doing it for all of the spotted leaf things because i like to use it more when star clans all together yeah because that's when they say it sounds like many voices talking at once and they haven't really mentioned that for spotted leaf yeah it's just her it's just spotted leaf. right and it was just her like kind of doing this so yeah. but now that like it uh star clan's kind of reestablished here i think it's better 
I also like that we got some, it, I really, I didn't, I don't think I pointed it out, but I appreciated that they confirmed that the kids made it. Yes. Like the ones that passed very close or during the journey. Yeah. Made it. That's very touching. It makes me wonder about the elders we left behind, if we will ever see them in the future or if they've decided to stay up there but also i think it'd be really lonely yeah <laughs> but perhaps they will go wherever um ravenpaw and barley i think they'll go. make it to star clan i think they will too they'll i think find the way it's it's it was like a journey but i think it was possible for star yeah, clan especially definitely. if they're a, like i think once they pass away in star clan they're usually like they're more like strong self unless they're a kid yeah which I think is interesting. Like, they're usually, like, the age they passed away, but they're just, like, better. Because... <laughs> or um, sometimes the theory is, like, oh, maybe they are um, the age they were when they were happiest. Oh. So Blue Star is, you know, young, but Yellow Fang's still kind of old. That makes sense, because she right. wasn't very... She's... She wasn't yeah. as happy in... She was happy in Shadow Clan. Yeah. Um, and then, right at the end, we... <laughs> we were out with a patrol with Brambleclaw. Yeah. And we smelled some, like, people. We're on, like, maybe a dirt road. No, the thing is, is we don't smell people, but we know there are people Right, things. there's people's things. So we're dealing with some abandoned housing. And it makes it makes sense, kind of, because they're kind of closer to farmland right now. I know yeah. we were by a barn last time, but, like, this seems more like a quarry farmland. It, it kind of makes sense if you think about quarries are often abandoned. There's usually, like, housing and stuff that yeah. just gets left behind. and. Unless it's repurposed, which oftentimes quarries are really hard to repurpose. Yeah. Like, uh, I know a quarry, um, the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, Yeah, is on a quarry land. Oh. And they have considered moving it because the stuff underneath the where the Renfest is might actually be more valuable than the Renfest renting it out. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so, we, f- we, we, we filled ours and now it's a lake that you can go swim in. Oh, yeah. So... I, yeah. I, I imagine this is, wasn't a very big operation because no. there isn't that many cats. So they probably like found some stuff, ran out, and were like, oh, screw it, abandon it. Yeah. But I'm sure there's some like old landers, shelters, but we are going to go check out the space. Yeah. Did we smell cat or? No, we smelled just mice. Oh, mice. Okay. So let's check it out. Hopefully it's not another rat like apocalypse situation. No, let's not do that. I, it was, wasn't that funny. It was no. not horrifying. Alright, so Brambleclaw's decided we're gonna go take a look. So they creep up to the nest through the trees, and it's different than the others they've seen in Two Leg Place. It's a door of flat wood strips was broken and rotting, and it hung crooked. The big holes, you know, the windows, were empty and letting rain and wind in. It looks dark and silent. I wonder if it's like a barracks or if it's like like, more of a storage shed, or they, like, stripped, like, the windows down. Because, like, glass used to be very valuable, so I wonder how old this building is. Yeah, I think it's really, really old. Okay, because it would also make sense if glass doesn't stay as long as stone does, so. Yeah. I am at, And also, if you're moving and you didn't abandon a place, you're going to take that glass with you. If That's you're fair. A, if you're a poor farmer. Or it could have just degraded. Well, Brambleclaw wants to leave without going a paw step closer. But... <laughs> Bro, this is your idea to get closer! <laughs> he knows the squirrel flight would say that he'd be a mouse brain if he didn't go inside. Oh, wow. Even though she broke up with you, you're still uh, deciding to live your life by what she thinks of you. Interesting, interesting. 
Well, he tells Dustpout and Thornclaw to wait outside while he goes up to the doorway. And they don't listen to him. Of course not. We're just with Thunderclap cat cat clans, right? Thunderclan cat. Oh, jeez. Yeah. We are, okay, I just making sure I can, it, it gets confusing because sometimes we end up with some randos from a different clan sometimes. <laughs> I, I just was recalling, this was just, are we out hunting or is this a border patrol? This was hunting, but they're also kind of exploring. Right, okay. Um, well, Brambleclaw reminds himself that they don't have a reason to listen to him. He's not deputy yet. Well, technically, is he older than them? No, actually. Um, Dustpelt and Thornclaw? No, he is younger than both of them. Well, dude, yeah, it's not the fact that you're not deputy. It's the fact that you are... Baby. Baby. Well, he really forgets that he isn't all that in a bag of chips sometimes. Yeah. Like, if he was a good deputy, he would know to defer to older... Jeez, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, oh wait, compliment, compliment, I can compliment him. Oh, right. Um, Would you like help? Hold on. At least he is pushing through his fear. Yes. Brave, I guess. And he was trying to protect his clanmates by letting them wait. Okay, yeah, but like, that's just like, yeah, that's just him being ready to die. Yeah. I don't know how admirable that is. <laughs> well, they are hard on his paws as he climbs the steps and slips inside the nest. I think it would make sense to say, stay close. Let's stay close together, guys, because we yeah. don't know what's happening. And it's better to go in all at once rather than one of you getting picked off and everyone being like, what happened? I'll go in. And then you just get picked off. That's like every horror movie. This is now a haunted house story. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> well, the walls are rough and gray and the floor is made of splintered wood. Weeds jut up through the gaps. Ahead, there's a slope of jutting blocks leading up to another level. But, like, they just used the word steps in the previous paragraph. So I don't know what... Well, maybe they're, like, stairs. Like, they they know what steps are, but stairs are, like, long and weird. Yeah, but they walked up some steps okay. to get up. Let's just... Let's just... I'm trying to figure out what this building is, so... It seems like it's just, like, a two-level abandoned homestead. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe the stairs just look so wacky because they, so like, wacky. devolved that they're like, ooh, what are these? Also, they use steps when they talk about the quarry, too. So, guys, what's happening here? Maybe <laughs> they just, they're so, like, confused by two-leg nature, they forgot the couple words they know in two legs. Because I feel like steps could be non-two-leg. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's no scent of two legs, just the powerful aroma of prey. And Brambleclaw turns to see Thornclaw had caught a mouse. Oh, good. Dustpelt says this could be a useful place as long as the two legs don't come back. And Brambleclaw agrees, but also it gives him an uneasy feeling. If you guys pee all over, trust me, no two legs will want to move over. Really, a long time ago when my parents were first like looking at houses, um, we've lived in my house since I was like five. Yeah. But I still remember us looking for places. And we went, we went into like a, they took us to a couple of ones that they were looking at. Um, But I remember distinctly, we came into one, the lights didn't work, the sink didn't work, and it smelled a bunch like cat pee. And I went upstairs and there was a water bed and I was like, oh my God, we should buy this house. 
Yeah. Mom, Dad, we should definitely buy this house. There's a waterbed. And they're like, that does not come with it. And absolutely not. Let's get the, <laughs> why did we bring our children in this home? Because I don't know. I think the retailer or the re- real estate lady just like was like, all right, here's the place. And I don't think she knew how bad it was. <laughs> oh, yikes. Thornclaw asks if they want to go up. Not if StarClan themselves came to beg him, Dustout yeah. says. That does not look safe at all. Smart, smart dust pelt. OSHA conscious dust pelt. <laughs> yeah, is there a railing on those steps? I don't see one. Brambleclaw says he'll take a quick look. He okay, still okay. imagines Squirrel Flight's scorn if he didn't. Yeah, well, I think at this point, no, she would want to go up the stairs. He runs up swiftly and manages to scare a pigeon. Haha. <laughs> Very scary. Pigeons are terrifying. It's otherwise empty. Back on the first level, Thornclaw and Dustpelt are hunting. Brambleclaw doesn't like feeling trapped in here. He says they can find prey outside. We need to report this to Firestar. Well, he should hunt. They've been finding plenty of prey. Yeah. Remember last time they said, like, they'd found so much prey close to camp. True. That they haven't gone out very far. So they head back along the abandoned camp. Uh, Let me try that again. They head back along the abandoned path. Back at camp, Dustpelt and Thornclaw go to drop their prey in the fresh kill pile. Brambleclaw goes straight to Firestar, who is sitting with Sandstorm and Squirrelflight. He tells him about the two-leg nest. And, seems... and, and pointedly doesn't look at Squirrelflight. Right. He's avoiding eye contact as if his life depends on it, because it does. Yep. It seems to be a good place for prey and may be useful in the future. Sandstorm suggests maybe for shelter, if the weather is bad. Oh, smart sand... God. Everyone, let's, let's take it, because we don't get a lot of it. Wow. Wow. So smart. I love her. Or if there was another fire, she said with a shiver. Yeah. That, oh no, my poor, poor girl. (sighs) Rambleclaw says he's going out to hunt again. There's a lump in his throat, but he manages to add, Squirrel Flight, do you want to come? Okay. Positive step forward. We're, we're extend her hand it's okay if she says no she can say no she has no she has no reason to agree to go with him but i am glad that he is actually broaching it i don't have a lot of hope for this going in a positive way though well squirrel flight gives him a long look and he thinks she's about to say yes but she gets up and flicks her tail sorry she already said she'd go hunting with ash fur and spider leg Okay, Brambleclaw says, swallowing his hurt. Good. And he doesn't want to let her see how disappointed he was. But you respect her decision. Mm-hmm. I, wow, this idiot really had to be broken up with to actually listen to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is, like, a grossly realistic relationship portrayal. Right. That toxic couple that, not, like, fully toxic, but they just keep breaking up and getting back together so it becomes toxic. <laughs> well, Firestar tells him not to go out just yet. He's been working his paws off ever since the gathering. He needs to rest. And that's in order. I don't want to rest. I keep thinking of my broken heart. And also... How much do you... How... How much time do you think Firestar and Sandstorm... Um, just goss 
just gloss away. You know they are talking about their kids, um, but specifically just Squirrel Fight and Bramble. Uh, yeah, Claw. Leaf Leaf Paw's fine. They should really be more concerned about Leaf Leaf Paw. Leaf Paw. Yeah. They they should really worry about her more. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sun's barely up. He can eat and take a nap before sun high. Firestar doesn't want one of his best warriors falling sick with exhaustion. Oh, hey, hey. Hey, recognition, buddy. Recognition, what yeah. you've been begging for. I bet he's not even going to care right now because no. his girlfriend dumped him. What a clown. He didn't want recognition from them. He wanted recognition from her. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Tie, don't tie your entire self-worth to other people. Thornclaw had been watching. Oh. When Brambleclaw sat next to him with a, a vole, he twitched his ears towards Squirrel Flight. Had a quarrel, have you? Oh, God. Yes. Yes, we're finally back to it. We're finally back to gossiping ThunderClan. I've been missing this. It's been too, like, chaotic and stressful for this energy to happen. I'm so excited. Well, he looks amused when he asks, what did Brambleclaw do? And he is right. He's right to ask what Brambleclaw did. Because I feel people know that Sandstorm's, or not Sandstorm, sorry, Squirrel Flight is stubborn. Yeah. She's she's not dumb. She's the daughter of Sandstorm. And who is do, who's asking him this? Thornclaw. Yeah, Thornclaw is well aware. Starclan knows, Brambleclaw grunts. Oh. He doesn't want every cat in the clan taking an interest in his squirrel with squirrel flight. His what? His squirrel. His quarrel? Yeah. His squirrel. It is a squirrel. A squirrel flight quarrel. Yeah. Oh, diddly dang it. It's okay. I like that. I'm keeping it in. Well, he certainly doesn't want them to know why they fell out in the first place. So here's the thing, guys. Everyone will know. Everyone knows. That is how clan life goes. Yep. They have nothing. Unless we are dying, being like, stuff's chaotic. Even when stuff is chaotic. Yeah. People love to goss. Yeah. People live for it. You live so close to one another. And, you know. And gossiping is what makes the world go round. Do you know where the word gossiping came from? No. Enlighten me. Okay. So it, it comes from, like, basically a women idly chattering around, usually midwives, because usually they're the ones helping women give birth before doctors got in there and were like, oh, I can do it better. Um, <laughs> male doctors, I should say. And it comes from God's sib, which means, uh, like, godparent, God's sibling. Mm-hmm. So who were these women? Usually the godparents of the baby before the baptism, before they're born, close family members. So what were they doing? They were they were god sipping around. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it, it comes from specifically, well, that's why it's used against women so much. Uh, a little sexist. But also it gossip was an important social tool. Think about mm-hmm. it. During one of the most important parts of human life, birth, yeah. this is where this is happening. And it's also like where a lot of valuable information was like passed along. Cause if you're a, a if you're a midwife, you brought in your little cousin who's never done it before. I'll be like, here's all the things. Here's what we do. Yeah. Make sure the baby is good. So anyway, I think, yeah, gossiping's not great, but it's a valuable resource for passing wrong information. And also if you're going to be as dramatic as Brambleclaw, you yeah. cannot be bitter when people chat about it. <laughs> Well, Brambleclaw twitches his tail irritably as he thinks. Why couldn't she see that he was totally loyal to his clan and still cared for her just as much as ever? That's, that's, that's not the problem, not the problem. 
Well, deep down, he's sure he knows the answer. What? Because I don't think you're right. He's not right. Oh. The reason she doubted his loyalty was because every time she looked at him, she saw another cat. We said this. Tiger Star. Oh, my God. She's never seen Tiger Star before. And we've said this before. Like, she wouldn't have even started to date you if that was the problem. Right? Like, wouldn't that have been a problem moons ago? Like, I kind of, it would make more sense if he was like, ever since, like, my half-brother showed up, it seems like all she can focus on is, like, our relationship. So, I understand how he's thinking that's tied to his parentage. Yeah, because that's what, I mean, that because that's what he, his fear is right now, right. I think. But he's, like, shifting his anger, like, towards her. Yeah. Instead of, like, I don't know. Both of them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, neither of them are doing great right now. I don't blame her, really, because she's tried to communicate with him. Not really effectively. No. She's tried. I just think both of them are really bad at communicating, and they're both pretty stubborn and easy to rile up. Like, Bram McCoy used to be less like this, and I feel like he's being a bit more in character right now. Yeah. Like, his new character, I guess. <laughs> if this is who he is now, I guess we have to accept it. But um, it, it really is a step back. And we've already discussed that this would be in character if we actually acknowledge that he just went through a lot of trauma and whatever. But whatever. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So let's deal with this. Brambleclaw wakes with a start. It's nearly sun high. Oh, good. He actually got sleep. He hears voices outside and he springs to his paws. But the voices are raised in excitement, not fear. Oh. Cats are clustered around Leafpaw and Sorreltail. They look exhausted. Oh, yeah. But pleased with themselves. Wait, did no one notice they were missing this morning? I mean, I think um, Bramble, or not Bram, Brackenfur, you know, oh, said, okay. probably told Firestar, hey, Leafpaw had a thing from Star she, she told me not to wake you up, but um, I did let them go. And he was like, he just put his hand on his shoulder and was like, you know what, son, that's totally fine because i would have snuck out and not let anyone see me <laughs> so the fact that she actually let well she didn't mean to but yeah he's let him interpret it as she got permission to leave right i'm sure he was like honestly he probably thought she got permission from uh cinderpelt cinderpelt but yeah but she didn't but man she's her father's daughter she really is so i think i think in the end neither cinderpelt or him are going to be too harsh because they're like oh well we really should have seen this coming Leafpaw is talking to Firestar, and Brambleclaw asks, what's going on? Brightheart says they found the moon pool. Yay! Brambleclaw doesn't know what that is. Oh. And no cat seems ready to answer, too eager to hear what Leafpaw was saying. So Leafpaw's retelling their journey and ends it by saying it's where they're meant to meet with Star Clan. Okay. Brambleclaw closes his eyes and sends a prayer of thanks to his warrior ancestors. Did she, did she tardy tell the mom? Do we get to see that? We don't get to see that. I don't, um, or not, at least not yet. But it makes sense that she would maybe tell her in private. Yeah. Because. be nice. I imagine, right, like, everyone's really excited. I imagine. Yeah. Because it was, um. Hey, I also saw your dead kids. Well, yeah, that's but like, yeah. you don't want to say that in front of everybody. I imagine she takes sort of, um, it's, what is her name? The mom. Ferncloud. I imagine she, like, after a bit, it's like, hey, Ferncloud, hate us belt. Um, good news. <laughs> Great news. I can see well, Leaf Paw being sensitive enough yeah. to do that. Because, honestly, she, she said she was going to. Yeah. So, if they don't do it immediately, I kind of understand. Especially since we're in the Bramble Claw POV. Yep. 
it'd be awkward to do that in front of everyone. And she's maybe not the brightest gal, but she's a little, she's a little bit more sensitive than her sister. <laughs> yeah. Well, the clans are meant to be here. Yay. Brambleclaw had led them to the right place. How far away are we from our gathering? We have a gathering, um... Well, tomorrow is the next half moon. Oh, so, so the, we have two okay, more weeks. good. Well, at least we can, the half moon, we meet up with the other... Medicine cats, yeah. Good, so we can show them that. And, yeah, good job, Brambleclaw. Now you can at least take that part of your weird imposter syndrome thing and yeah. put it away. Cinderpaw presses her muzzle to Leafpaw's shoulder. She tells her she's done something very special today. The clans will remember it for many seasons. But they will forget it eventually, when you do something wrong. <laughs> Leafpaw says the vision could have come to any medicine cat. But it came to you, Firestar says. The clan thanks both of you, he adds, nodding to Sorreltail as well. Yay, Sorreltail! Cinderpelt says tomorrow night's the next half moon. They need to send a message to the other medicine cats so they can meet at the moon pool. Leafpaw offers to go, but Firestar says she's traveled far enough for one day. Cinderpelt says it's too long a travel for any one cat if they're going to meet on time. Cinderpelt says she'll go to ShadowClan and RiverClan. Leafpaw can rest before she takes the news to WindClan. Firestar asks Cinderpelt if she has to go. He could send a warrior instead. But Cinderpelt says no. Yeah, let Cinderpelt do her job, guys. I don't know why yes. we're all... She, she is the medicine cat, if we all forgot. Yeah, this news must come from a medicine cat. Yeah, it, it would be... It's proper... Yeah, but also I think Firestar's like, oh man, like you gotta run all the way across the lake and then it's kind of a long journey and then... Well, he can, I think he should have offered, he could offer a a warrior to go with her. Well, Firestar still wants two warriors with her. Okay, Because the clans have been touchy about borders since the gathering. And I think if they see a medicine cat's with her, they'll understand. Yeah. Well, Brambleclaw offers immediately. He wants to see this message pass to prove that this is where the clans were meant to be. This is fair. This is fair. Firestar also asks Sandstorm to go. Yay! Brambleclaw follows Cinderpelt and Sandstorm out of camp. Before he leaves, he glances over his shoulder. Squirrelflight is talking excitedly to Leafpaw. She doesn't look at him. And he has no time to speak to her. It makes sense that she isn't looking at you, her sister. Your sister, her sister just performed a basic miracle. It's fine that she's not focused on you. You're not the main focus right now. Well, Brambleclaw would have to make this part of their journey alone. Oh my god, you, she, do you want a cat? I do want a cat, please hit me with that. Okay. God. I, uh, God, he's so sensitive. He's just the most sensitive boy. Okay, so, folks, we are going on our journey again towards our cat memes. We're cat (laughs) memes, everyone. Um, so I'm going to start with uh, my disclaimer. Um, like I said last time, uh, these are parts of internet uh, culture right now. We're in early internet culture. And um, I want everyone to understand that we are not condoning or endorsing uh, where some of these memes arose from. Some of the websites, origins, etc. are ableist, racist, and just generally not great places to be or have been. And we'll do our best to call out anything that we um, discover in a research, but, uh, usually, you know, that history can sometimes be well hidden or downplayed, but we're reporting, not endorsing. So we are going forward. I'm going to try once again to stick with, um, as much like 
in time with uh, like going uh, chronologically. So All we're right. going to 2004. Do you want to try and guess what early internet meme we're doing? Um, it's it, I love it a lot. Neon cat. No, that's, oh, that's later, isn't it? But but not too far later. Okay. It's the kitty dance. The kitty dance. Cat. I'm a kitty cat. And then some sense and then some sense. Cat. I'm a kitty cat. And some sense that one. Yeah. Okay. You were just looking with like, not confusion, but you were just smiling. I couldn't read it. Um, so uh, the kitty dance um, is a music video created by Steve Ibsen. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, and it is a stop motion animated cat, uh, like, but it's a photo of the cat, like laid out and basically with his little paws up going one side, other side, other side, and just like dancing basically, but it's like basic stop motion. Um, and, uh, it's his black and white cat. Kayla was her name. Kayla. Um, he was Ibsen. The creator of the video was a senior in high school. He was 17 years old and he took a photo of his cat um, Kayla before leaving for school and as he was clicking through the photos on his like Sony digital camera because cell phones yeah. really weren't really a thing at this time he realized it kind of looked like it was animated like she was dancing and it, it kind of just clicked in his head he's like oh my god I can make this into a short video because he was doing like um like sort of like recording and like video stuff he was in a photography class so yeah. that's why he had the camera um he had bought it for that. Um, so he made the video um, and uploaded it on his own website, which doesn't exist anymore, on March 3rd, 2004. Because YouTube kind of wasn't quite yet a thing. Um, yeah. It was like 2005, I think it was purchased by Google. Or anyway, or no, I think it came to be in 2005. Anyway, so he uploaded it to his own website um, on March 3rd, 2004. And the video was then taken... And uploaded by someone, not Steve Ibsen, but uh, by user Batman1225 in October of 2005. And in, like, the past decade, like, by 2012, the Batman video had 4.3 million views. And Ibsen's original video, when he eventually uploaded on YouTube, was 2.4 million. So, um, and this kind of gets into the problem of early internet memes and some stuff people's original work being stolen yeah so last time we were talking about they took an image from like a brand and like made it into a meme kind of like whatever it doesn't really hurt the brand because it's a brand this is something being stolen from a small creator and there were recreations parodies um and it it i don't like have too much of an issue with like people making parodies like other small creators what i do have an issue with is um companies like hot topic which already has some uh, known history yeah. of stealing art. Yeah. Um, had T-shirts featuring the cat without, um, without Ibsen's permission, and a similar like cat model and a like song showed up on Roblox and Fortnite. Um, so uh, all of these are brands that could very easily, because the time has passed, it's known who created this. Yeah. Could have found the original creator, been like, "Hi, can we pay you? Can we have permission?" Yeah. Uh. Kayla, the cat, she um, did pass in 2011. She was around mm-hmm. age 14, 15. So she lived yeah. a good, happy life. And it was his childhood cat. So um, there is, like, some photos of Steve with her. Um, so Ibsen 
as you can see, is obviously frustrated with this. And he, like, went to college, like, kind of did, like, some creative stuff in his career. Yeah. But, you know, some success, some not. Um, and he's frustrated, like, his biggest thing he ever created has been stolen and he hasn't really gotten a lot of credit for it. Yeah. <sighs> and then he recently did something that I don't agree with. So, in, on March 20th, on March 10th, 2021... Ibsen, Ibsen auctioned the original files, the original digital files off as an NFT, uh. um, a non-fungible token. And if you guys don't know, it's something that's well out there. NFTs have a um, ecological impact and can yeah. are very damaging. Um, so I don't mind that he like is reclaiming his original work. I do mind that because I quote in the article I found talking about this, he said, um, I don't know a lot about nft technology or blockchain chain technology so and he was like i'm just an artist but if you are selling your work into a new media form you need to research it yeah like you he i don't think he realizes the issues of what nfts can do and the fact that it is a entirely unstable form of both income money it's unregulated and it's damaging um so there it's in it's it's an ongoing conversation with artists and the ecological impact etc etc and like i'm not bashing on folks who do nfts but you need to educate yourself before going into it and understand the damage they can do and also a lot of people are just doing it for a cash grab they're not even like yeah um he ended up getting thirty five thousand dollars or three thousand three thousand five hundred dollars for it um which cool not that much dude apparently it was a whole sort of like thing and um a different famous uh internet meme cat was also sold uh which we'll mm-hmm. cover when it happens um so uh, it it's something that I understand, like, his frustration about having his work stolen. I get it. But I don't... Okay, yeah, here's the direct quote. I don't know a lot about blockchain technology, Ibsen said Tuesday. Last thing and rattling off what he called his art school understanding of the phenomenon. Which I also find kind of offensive because just because you went to art school doesn't mean you can be um, uneducated on what your art is becoming. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, so I... It's interesting because we're going to be looking into this um, and it's interesting to see how like some brands became very successful. Like, uh, can I has a cheeseburger became a whole thing, but like that creator, I don't think anyone's like mad at him because even though he might not be the original creator of the meme, he kind of just took it and run with it and like made a website. He wasn't like saying I made this meme. I get to make this website. He was like, hey, we should make this website so everyone can make these kind of memes and we can have a place that we have it all together, you know? So versus original creators losing the, like, sort of the ownership of their work and whatnot. So it's an interesting something we will investigate more and look into more as we are discussing this. And I'm not, like, bashing these creators that much. (laughs) But I do (laughs) wish that they would educate themselves on the um just the issues with nfts so um anyway i'll be sure to link resources about 
why we have issues with NFTs um, other than the majorly stolen artwork from tons of creators and yeah. uh, the ecological impact. But yeah, so that's what happened to the kitty cat dance. The original files were sold for not that much. <laughs> and um, yeah, even though I, I don't agree with all the companies that took the work without permission, I also don't know how I feel about how the story ended. Uh, that's fair. Anyway, let's uh, focus on a different story. Are we sticking with our... Are we going to go deliver the news or are we going to... We're going to go deliver the news. Oh, okay. So, Leaf Paws on her way to Wind Clan. Firestar offered her an escort, but she didn't think she needed one. Oh, wow. She's really her father's daughter. Yeah, it's just Wind Clan. <laughs> True. <laughs> Wind Clan. But come on. We can at least pretend that we... Um, Respect them. Like the slightest bit. <laughs> She thought about asking Sorreltail, but she had been sharing tongues with Brackenfur, and she didn't want to disturb them. Oh yeah, a little awkward to interrupt. They're smoozing. Leaf paws nearly to camp when a patrol appears. It's Mudclaw, Webfoot, and Weaselpaw. Uh-oh. This is probably the least positive group we could run into. <laughs> well, Mudclaw growls and asks what she's doing here. Leafpaw has a message for Barkface. Hark! News! Well, Mudclaw says to come on, then, and leaves her <laughs> into camp. I, okay, I know Mudclaw is like probably gonna do some bad stuff, but I I can't hate on him too much right now for just being the bedraggled ex deputy deputy yeah. who's kind of been un like kind of unfairly ousted from his role. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like a midnight like uh like what is that witching hour decision yeah with only the guy who's replacing him firestar and brambleclaw to yeah witness. they didn't do this right by him no they did not well mudclaw announces that they have a visitor one whisker is sharing prey with ashfoot and leafpaw glances around for crowfeather barkface isn't the only one receiving a message from star clan oh i suppose this is important that crowfeather knows yeah about feathertail yeah. Well, one whisker has Weaselpaw fetch Barkface right away, excited about the prospect of a message from Star Clan. Leafpaw tells Barkface excitedly about the moon pool, and he says this is the best news he's ever heard. Aww. Barkface goes to one whisker, and the other cats gather to hear. And Barkface explains what happened, and that the medicine cats will meet at the moon pool tomorrow. And the next night, he and one whisker can go get his nine lives. Oh, yeah! Yeah. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Leafpaw thinks she sees a flash of panic in One Whisker's eyes. He shakes his head. Yeah, you're about to be murdered, dude. Maybe she imagined it. No, he's about to be killed. One Whisker says it sounds like a long journey. Barkface can't travel there twice in two days. He'll be worn out. Oh, my God. He's waited this long for his nine no, lives. He can no, wait a while longer. No, no. Oh, my God. He's about to be assassinated. Mm. I can't believe we're about to get the political intrigue plot of our lives. Leafpaw is surprised at his thoughtfulness. It's not thoughtfulness. It's stupidity. Or maybe he's afraid Starkland will reject him. Uh, I mean, I see it, but, dude, we actually don't have time to waste. Barkface doesn't try to change his mind. Oh, you should. He tells Leafpaw he'll see her tomorrow at sunset. Okay. One Whisker and Ashfoot begin to talk quietly together. Mudclaw mutters something to Webfoot and the two race away. Oh no, oh god, it's already happening. I can see it, I can see it happening. An assassination plot is afoot, folks. Leafpaw feels a touch on her shoulder. Crowfeather stares at her intensely. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
Having a normal day. Having a normal day. Huh? It's Crowfeather staring you down. Like, I can't imagine anything besides Edward Cullen. Yeah, yeah. Level of, like, tobacco for Dr. Yo. Has she really found a way to speak with StarClan? Uh-oh. Leafball says yes. There's something she has to tell him. Is there somewhere quiet they can talk? Crowfeather leads her to the edge of a hollow and looks at her expectantly. She tells him that he saw Feathertail. A detail she left out when she told her story to Barkface. She tells him Feathertail's message. Tell him not to grieve. It will be many moons before they can be together again. Don't be blinded to the living. Crowfeather meets Leafpaw's gaze with a hungry look. Okay. As if he wanted to devour every bit of her meeting with the cat he had loved oh, okay. so deeply. Okay. Leafpaw wonders if he'd ever stop grieving if he felt this strongly for Feathertail. Mm-hmm. Crowfeather says he'll never stop wishing that she hadn't died. Does Feathertail think he could ever forget about her? I don't think that's what she meant. Leafpaw says that isn't what she meant. Okay, good. Oh my god. There will never be a cat like Feathertail, Crowfeather says. And there's a gleam of anger in his eyes. He doesn't care how long he has to wait. Okay, don't shoot the messenger. If she can wait, so can he. Okay, well that's like, not, that's pretty toxic. I mean, that's not like toxic, but that's not a very healthy way to approach grief, friend. But that's, that's the weird thing about grieving in the warrior cats, like, universe is, like, straight, it's weird that, like, your dead ones will talk to these certain people, but for some reason they're not talking to you, but, like, sometimes they do, like, yeah, I, I guess... know we've talked about, like, a different cats having a connection to start, like, yeah. in different ways, but, like, most of the time common cats don't really get messages from star clan like even Crowfeather, he never got a direct message from star clan did he oh, yes he did because oh. well now it's, it makes even more sense he's a little bitter yeah, yeah. he's like star clan talks has. to me once but now that i actually have someone in star clan i want to actively speak to she won't wow well he spins around and bounds across the clearing and mm. leaf paul watches helplessly it's okay him. girl but you should um just let this go i think this is we can just leave this be yeah. This doesn't have to be your business no more. Well, but it no. is. It is my business. No, it's not. He is not your problem, girlfriend. They're heading up to the moon pool. Oh, time skip. Cinderpelt looks exhausted, but determined. Mothwing hardly seems tired at all. Well, what she's, was she doing? She's bounding ahead, doubling back and checking which way to go, as if she couldn't wait to get to the moon pool. She couldn't have been more eager if she actually believed in them. Ah! Well, you know, it, maybe she is eager because, like, you know, she knows how important this is. Yeah. And she maybe she wants to see because even if she doesn't necessarily believe, I don't think she's... Well, Leafpaw wonders if maybe she was looking for a chance to prove StarClan didn't exist. I don't... Wow. But, wow. But knows Harsh. that Mothwing is loyal and kind-hearted. Yeah. She'd do anything to keep her lack of faith a secret from the other medicine cats. Also, it's so hilarious. She's like, I'm not going to be accepted. Maybe she thought she wouldn't be accepted because she straight up didn't believe. Or maybe she didn't believe after. I'm I'm very curious now about okay. her. Her atheism. Mm-hmm. Leafpaw leads the way down to the pool. And Little Cloud wonders aloud how they're supposed to share tongues with Star Clan. 
and leave Paul. I haven't thought about that. This is a whole new setup, guys. Yeah, that's, and I'm also, I know we're still talking about the moon pool, but just from what we know of uh, her story, um, Mothwang's story, yeah. it's interesting, like, to see how it's progressed. Because mm-hmm. you would think it was the opposite based on, like, what happened before, where she's like, oh, God, they're not going to accept me. But she was really more worried about the clan. Yeah. In a way. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, stop, I'll stop getting so stuck on that. Well, at Mothermouth, the cats would touch their noses to the moonstone. So she she suggests that they touch the water. Oh, uh, yeah. I was, like, thinking that makes sense. Maybe take a little sip-sip. Yeah. I mean, if it's fresh, let's check for kill. Well, at the side of the pool, Leafpaw laps up a couple drops. It's icy cold. Tasting of stars and the wind and the indigo sky. Mm, pretty. She closes her eyes, and a chill spread from her ears to tail tip just as it would have when she'd touched the moonstone. She's floating in a black void. Everything was dark and silence. Leafpaw hears voices, faint and shrill, but at the, as the sound of the wind and the splashing water fades, she realizes that they're calling her name. I'm here, she whispered. Opening her eyes, she sees the lake. It's red and thick. Uh-oh. Filled with blood. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> the voices grow louder. Loud enough for her to hear. Oh, this isn't a fun dream. This is a this is a scary dream. This is a... This is the prophecy again. Come on. Oh, darn. They're like, yeah, we had a great time last night, but don't forget. Don't forget. Leafful wishes she couldn't hear them. Oh, come on. This is your... This is your... I, okay, but are the other... Guys, now that everyone's, like, here now, and we've discovered this, can the other clans, like, figure this out? Or are we just going to keep this a secret? Before there is peace, blood will spill blood, and the lake will turn red. Leafpaw springs up to run, but her paws slip on the sticky blood. The stench of death engulfs her. She opens her eyes. She's back at the moon pool next to the other medicine cats. Okay, I know we're about to get into it, but it would be so funny if everyone but River Clan gets a warning. <laughs> like, because, like, they're the only one with the medicine cat who isn't really connected with the yeah. Star Clan, so... Maybe they're also trying to give this warning to River Clan. Yeah, well, now I wonder if the... I wonder if the message is getting through to other ones but it's being interpreted differently maybe because i mean wind clan has a reason for like blood to spill blood if we look at it like a clan being, yeah they're not all blood related but they're like but they're like probably all blood related blood, blood yeah like, <laughs> blood as in like kin my 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 people um and i guess shadow clan's like again <laughs> oh jeez. so i wonder if this message is just for Thunderclaw and just for Leafpaw and she's the only one who can act on it, if we're going to get any indication that the other clan's got any news. Yeah. Let's find out. She opens her eyes. She's back at the moon pool, next to the other medicine cats. They begin to stir. They've been sitting for a while. <laughs> Barkface and Little Cloud look troubled. Maybe they received warnings like hers. Uh, they have a lot of reason to get some crazy news. There's an assassination plot. There's an assassination plot. How would you make that, um, like, 
like the Star Clan. Bad, bad, bad news. Bad news bears. Uh oh. The claw cuts the whisker. Oh. Or like, death has opened a door. You better get out that window. <laughs> but the window remains shut. That maybe I don't know. We're not obviously we're not the errands. We can't make one will drown in mud. These are very useful. So we have to make them less useful. Crap, you're right. Mine wasn't useful, so they'll use mine. Okay, they'll use yours. Cinderpelt is studying Leafpaw with concern. Mothwing has her gaze fixed on her paws. Oh, uh oh. Leafpaw wants to head back to camp to talk to Cinderpelt alone about her vision. Do they not chat with each other about what they see? Sometimes, I think. Okay, it's so weird how this works. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I. I, I don't really get it, but... I feel like we're gonna be entering... We start to enter a phase for the medicine cats becoming more friendly with them one another. Oh, good. And I think maybe Leafpaw and Mothwing kind of lead that. And mm-hmm. as, also Little Cloud and Cinderpelt okay. are also very good friends, you know? So they right. also kind of... So we're kind of building better friendships between medicine cats. I feel like it's that's good. Yeah. But Cinderpelt sits back down at the edge of the moon pool. Before they go, she has one more task to do. The others sit and listen, and Leafpaw wonders what this is about. Cinderpelt hadn't said anything. Mothwing looks worried. Mothwing's like, I'm about to fail this test. Oh god, oh god, oh god, they're gonna figure it out. It's not even imposter syndrome for her. It's straight up. Yeah. But Leafpaw shakes her head. She didn't reveal her secret. Oh, I mean, that's fine. A little dramatic, but okay. I mean, she is from Plunder Clan. Cinderpelt says that clan warriors receive their warrior name when their mentor thinks they are ready. It is the same for medicine cats. Oh, the pool name makes so much sense now. Yeah. I, we I, it, we established it wasn't much of a spoiler because it's yeah. just kind of hard to avoid. And honestly, it's amazing. I've avoided other name spoilers up yeah. to this point. Crowfeather. Crowfeather. I'm so... Okay, this is about to be beautiful. Alright. It is the same for Medicine Cats. And she turns to Leafpaw, a glint in her eye. Oh. Leafpaw didn't think she'd have to wait for Cinderpelt to die to get her name, did she? I... I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, maybe Leafpool kind of did. Maybe Leafpool kind of did. They, no one's really explained that rule to me, but I guess we've had other warrior, like, medicine cat apprentices that had their warrior name, so. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, but that wasn't prequel, too. Goosefeather and. Goosefeather and, uh, f- 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 Feather Whisker. Yeah, but, like, you, okay, we're not going to talk about very recent history. No one else knew them. Well, this. Th- that book hadn't been written yet. Cinderpelt also had her warrior name. Before you left me, Dad? Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Didn't... I think I checked... Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you, she you did. You have to check the wiki because I can't. I'm pretty sure she did. Anyway. Um, you want me to check it quick? Yeah, why not? Okay. Let me see. Yes, yes, sorry. She did. She did definitely get her, her name before Yellowfang died. Uh, Cinderpelt says a medicine cat receives their name when Star Clan decides they deserve it. Oh, cool. Wow. And their ancestors brought Leafpaw to the moon pool first. And that shows how highly they regard her. Oh. 
Barkface murmurs, that's true. That's true. Little Cloud purrs in agreement, and Mothling's eyes are brilliant. Oh. She leaps up and presses her muzzle to Leap Paw's side. <sighs> Cinderpelt beckons her forward. The words she speaks are similar to what Leaf Paw has heard at warrior ceremonies. And Cinderpelt asks if she promises to uphold the ways of a medicine cap, to stand apart from rivalry between clan and clan, and to protect all cats equally, even at the cost of her life. Leafpaw does. By the powers of Star Clan, Cinderpelt gives Leafpaw her true name as a medicine cat. From this moment on, she'll be known as Leafpool. StarClan honors her courage and her faith, and by finding this place, she's proved that this is truly their new home. Cinderpelt rests her muzzle on Leafpool's head, and Mothwing starts calling her new name. Barkface and Little Cloud join in. <laughs> Leafpool thanks them all. Her paws were guided by StarClan in everything she has done, and she hopes that they will continue to guide her for the rest of her life. May StarClan grant that so murmurs Barkface, and the others echo his prayer. All except Mothwing. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. That gives me, like, flashbacks of being in church when everyone's doing Our Father, and you're just kind of like... But also... It's gonna be easy to not mess up her name <laughs> they, they're probably the easiest name Leafpool because it's so close to what it was not, yeah. not too much of a change in sound or consonants mm -hmm. but when, when Leafpool looks at her Mothwing's face is so full of pride and affection that she knows she's as pleased as any cat really respectful Mothwing she like she's like yeah this isn't my tradition but, god darn. Yep. I don't love it. Also, it's going to be really awkward when she has an apprentice. What if her apprentice is just the most holy, holy, like, level of, like, it's it's Leafpool 2.0? I mean, that'd be good. It would be good. It'd be funny to watch her train. Can we talk about how gay that is, too? Face mm -hmm. and full of pride and affection. Oh, oh the fact man. that she jumped up immediately and had to smooch her. Right. So good. I, I, it, happy pride, guys. Happy pride. We have... This is direct from the book. Thank you for saving her from the grasp of, uh, of Crowfeather, but maybe grip her a little tighter. Right then, it doesn't matter a whisker that she doesn't share their beliefs. Leafpool feels so full of energy as they journey back. So committed all over again to the ways of the medicine cats. She's uh, just feeling super okay. mean right now. Okay, good, good. Um, Keep that. Remember to bring up the thing that you were going to bring up. Don't forget. She feels as, almost as if she could fly back to camp. She lets the others go ahead of her, and she pads along with her thoughts full of starlight and herbs and water that tasted like the night sky. And blood. Suddenly, something sticky is dragging at her legs. <gasps> Ooh. Her paws skid on a slippery, viscous liquid. She looks down, but there is only moorland grass beneath her paws. But the stench of death rose up around her. The slope is clear and dry, but she feels like she's wading through a river of blood. Starkram really humbled her that second. They're like, hey girl, they did exactly what I did. Don't forget. Don't forget mm -hmm. the literal thing that we told you. Like, so happy for you. 
Don't but forget. But just remember all this blood yeah. running around your legs. Yeehaw. Life is rough. Congrats, but now you have a job to do. Yeah, we got, um, yeah, Leaf Paw's got, um, her full name. Yay! Leaf Pool. Leaf Pool's got her full name. It's a pretty cool name. I think it's a nice name. It is a nice name. Wolflight and Leaf Pool, they got some cool names. They really do. Probably the strongest I've seen. I mean, Medicine Cats have always, like, had really good names, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm glad to see this continuing. Yeah. Um, and I think that Aaron's obviously put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Um, yeah to make, the moon and, pool. I mean, these, they're very important to their clans and to the warrior life, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so folks, uh, if you want to keep in touch with us, uh, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWITCast. And if you want to contact us directly, you can do that through our email, which is WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, best way to do that is to share it with a friend. Say, hey, beautiful moments. Beautiful so moments. Some blood. Some blood. Quite There's always going to be some blood. Just a bit of blood. There's um, always going to be some metaf- river of blood. Metaphorical blood, yeah. A lake blood. Lake blood. Blood lake. Um, but there's, there's tasty pool water. Yeah. Yeah. So. Water that tastes like stars. Sip, sip, sip. Sip, sip, sip. Thanks for listening. Because I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.